into our inheritances right some of us there are a lot of things God has taught for us and we have not been able to enter into them in fact some of us have received prophecies knowledge word of wisdom in fact you know people make declarations over our lives um Right from when we were kids, right from when we we grew up, when we were growing up, even before we were born, a lot, a lot has been said concerning us. And now it's like nothing has happened. It looks like what what has been said concerning us, we've not been able to enter into them. It looks like some of the things that we are reaching out for we've not been able to enter into them and it was on this ground that Paul told Timothy he said what with the prophecies that has been spoken concerning you you know one of the things that I have seen most of us do is that every time the word of God goes forth we are excited about the word that came. We are, we are excited. In fact, we go home rejoicing that, oh, the man of God prophesied over my life. We go home rejoicing that this was said concerning me. Or maybe you, you, you had a dream and you had an encounter of angels. Please, can you help me with these children, please? So you had a dream and you saw God told you, maybe in the dream you had an encounter, but God told you about some certain things. Um, and up till now, it looks like you have not entered into them. And you know within your, you know down there in your spirit that these are the things God has, you know, brought you to enter into and till now nothing I remember we when we were having um, the minister's training with pastor you know he made some said something you know when God gives you gives you a word you know that I will call you into this you are going to become this you are going to go to nations you will speak my word you will carry my word to to the ends of the earth. You will be a prophet. You will be this. You will be that. And you know, as good as that is, most of us just get excited. And we get excited and we go back. We just keep living our lives. The only way to show that you believe what God has actually said concerning you is to war with those words. You, If you believe, is by going to go and study. Start preparing yourself for what has been said concerning you. The Bible said that. Um, now, it's, it's not the Bible. <laughs> you know, in our home, let me use that example. If you see that your child is good, you know, you sense that they love caring for people, or maybe they love tech and you know that this one probably will go will be will like to study IT or maybe engineering you don't keep that child at home for that child to become an engineer right what do we do we take the child to where to school so when God gives us a word what he expects us to do is to do what is to prepare ourselves so our preparation 
for our for what God has said shows that we we do what we believe. So if we do not prepare for what God has said, because this is part of the things we're going to be talking tonight. If we do not prepare for what God has said, then we are not we do not believe what God said. So God said, I will give you children. Maybe you, you, you don't have kids. And God said, I will give you children. If I were you, God has spoken. So if we if I live here, I enter immediately. I start walking towards it. Now how do I walk towards it? Go to the market, get baby things, keep start preparing. Now I want us to open to in fact is our key our text for Isaiah fifty four. Alright? Protera, can you put up that scripture so that we can read it? Isaiah fifty four. Hallelujah. From verse one. Either from my Okay. Alright, good. He said, Sing, O childless woman. Sing is an instruction. You who have never given birth. He said, Break into loud and joyful song. Sing, O childless woman. You who have not why should she sing? It said what? Um, break into loud and joyful song, O Jerusalem, you who have never been in labor. For the desolate woman now has more children than the woman who lives with her husband, says the Lord. Now when you go to verse 2, it said, Enlarge your tent, enlarge your house. Some, some version said your tent. It said, Build and what? An addition. It says, Spread out your home and spare no expense. It's an instruction. Now, God is not speaking to somebody who has so much, right? He's speaking to the person who has nothing. Because the inheritance you want to enter into, they are not yet seen. Alright? They, they are unseen. But because of the word, alright, that comes forth, you believe. And when you believe, you begin to act according to the word of God. And that was what the same thing, it was the same thing Jesus did. The Bible said that um, Jesus told the servants because there was no wine in the and the wedding the, the wine got and um, Jesus told them he said when Jesus' mother came to tell Jesus he said there is no more wine and Jesus said okay my time has not yet come and later on Jesus told the servants Mary told them whatever he tells you to do do it so Jesus told the servants he said, fill the empty jars with what? With water. Fill the empty jars with water. Praise God. So, something that is empty, fill it. The same thing happened to the, to the widow. Um, Elijah told the woman, he said, go and borrow not a small, not a few. Alright? Borrow many vessels. I know what you have is very small. But borrow many vessels. Alright? So when God calls us to do something, and He said, This is what you're going to become. So what God expects us to do is to, you know, make room for that thing. Right? If you're believing God for a spouse, and I, I hear people say, Men has come. This are this. This are this. If you have that, that kind of mindset, then you will not receive anything. You are not creating room. Alright? Even if there are bad people, even if there are no good people in the country, declare that there are good people. And while you keep doing that, 
you keep making room for the right people to come into your life. Hallelujah. We'll return to that scripture, but there is something else you know, I want us to look at. You know, the Bible said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 is a very common scripture that everybody knows. He said, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Now, because we're, we, you know, pastors say we're entering into our inheritance, and what is in it for me? There are a lot of people who will say, ah, you know, there are a lot of things they desire, a lot of things they want. But to be honest with you, some of these things they want and how they want it is not in line with how the kingdom works. And this is one of the reasons why we don't we are not able to enter into the inheritance God has for us. Because we are not working in line with how the kingdom works. We are not operating in the principles that governs the kingdom. He said, seek first the kingdom and its righteousness. And all these things will be added, will be given to you as well. So, what is the kingdom that we want to seek? What is this kingdom all about? I want us to look at Romans chapter 14. Verse 17. I hope we're putting down something so that we don't go home forgetting everything. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 14, verse 7. He said, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, he said, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So, for the kingdom of God. For the kingdom of God, hallelujah, is not a matter of what? Eating. So if you think the reason why God wants to bless you is because you just want to be eating and eating and drinking anything you want. No. And just live your life the way you want. No. That is not what the kingdom of God is really, really all about. He said, for the kingdom of God is not... So there is something the kingdom of God is, but it's telling you what is not. So it's not a matter of eating and drinking. Alright? He said, but of righteousness. Alright? And peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So the kingdom of God comprises of these main three things. He said, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So, whenever you see the kingdom of God, or if you can say the kingdom of God has come in the, in the place, you should be able to see righteousness among the people. Hallelujah. You're able to see that the people have peace. Hallelujah. You should be able to see that the people have joy. So, when you see in a place where righteousness is, the peace of God is, and joy is, you can see, there is kingdom here. Hallelujah. There is kingdom here. So, and you know the, the thing is that, none of these things, three friends, hallelujah, that we can be able to um, produce in our own self. Hallelujah. None of them that we can be able to produce in our own self. Righteousness is the gift. It's the Lord who gives, who makes us righteous. We were never righteous in our own self. Hallelujah. So what is righteousness? Righteousness is right standing with God. When we are in right standing with God. Now, what will, you, what will make you, you know, um, what will make you start feeling that you are not, you know, in right standing with God? Let's assume you did something in the house and when you do something in the house that is not good and you know that ah, your dad is aware you know before then if your dad comes back 
you're able to go to him, oh dad, welcome. You greet him very well. Praise God. You're a poor, you can go hug him. But anytime you do something that is not right, you see what happens is that sometimes you're afraid to go to your father. You know what he's showing? He's telling you that there is something that is not right. You're not standing right. Because when we invite standing with God, alright? We are not afraid of God. We are not, you know, afraid to go and meet God. Like, like our Father. He's our Father. He wants us to come to Him. Praise God. So, but it's not by our own power. We, we are not righteous by our own power. It's God who makes us righteous. It's the gift of God. You know, He talks about the peace. Praise God. It's not us who, by our own self, we cannot produce peace. There is chaos already on the earth. There is chaos everywhere in Nigeria, in so many parts of the world. In Europe, chaos everywhere. But there is something I want to read in about righteousness. I want us to read Psalm 34, verse 15. The Bible said, when we are in right standing with God, look at what really happens. The eyes of the Lord are on you, the righteous. So when you're in the right, you're on the right standing with God. Look at what God said. He said, "This is what the Bible said." He said, "The eyes of the Lord are on the what? The righteous." So every time you are, you know, you have confidence that because of through the word of God, all right, all right, that you are in right standing with God. You know that. He said, the eyes of the Lord, that means the eyes of God is always watching me. So I am not afraid. I know that God is looking at me. He's, he's watching me. Hallelujah. And if you go to the next thing there, he said, and his ears are open to their cry. You see why most of us stop praying when we sin? It's because we have lost that right standing with God. But when we realign ourselves to the word of God, alright? Not running away from God. We become righteous again. Because it's the gift of God. Praise God. So, every time we are in right standing with God. This is the promise of God. This is the word of God. He said, His ears are open to us. So, every time I'm praying, knowing that I am a child of God. I am in right standing with God. There is a confidence that I have. That what? His ears are what? Are open to my cry. So every time I cry, one, his eyes are watching me and his ears are open. There is a scripture I'm going to show you. You will so Even me, I love the scripture. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we're going to the next one, which is peace. Praise God. Isaiah chapter 32, verse 17. Isaiah 32, verse 17. He said, And the effect of righteousness will be peace and the effect of righteousness will be what? will be peace praise God he said sorry and the effect of righteousness will be peace and the result of righteousness quietness and trust forever and let me read from here he said no Isaiah 32 verse 17. I didn't say 15. <laughs> he said, The work of righteousness will be what? Peace. Alright? And the effect of righteousness will bring quietness and assurance forever. So what righteousness produces, produces will be what? Peace. So when you are in right standing with God, you're not afraid. The reason why you're afraid that something might kill you now and you will die somebody might kill you it's because you feel that you are not in right standing with God the Bible said the wicked man uh, runneth when no, no man do it pursue it why is he running? because he's not in a right standing with God so when you know and have this kind of mindset this friends in your life you will not be afraid. Your peace will be full. So you are you 
when, when there is chaos, you, you, you are not afraid because you have peace. You, you, are, you are in right standing with God. And because you are in right standing with God, the effect of it is peace. You have peace in your home. You have peace. Even when the world is tumbling upside down, there is peace. The Bible said it's not as the world gives. The world gives. Alright? He said, and the one who gives what we what the real peace. I remember was one time my school days. Somebody ran away from his house and where I was he, he came to that place and he told me he said, God, you know, told him to come and meet me. I don't know him anywhere. In fact, before he came, I already had a, you know, you know, a, a, a sense in my spirit that somebody's coming to meet me. And I said, Lord, who is it? He said, wait, the person is coming. And I waited there. When the guy came, he told me. I said, okay. I said, Lord, what do you... He said, I don't have peace. He said, I enter my house. My house is chasing me. I said, how? Did you kill somebody? He said, no, I didn't kill anybody. I said, okay. I said, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. I asked him, are you born again? He said, no, but I am a Christian. I said, can I lead you to Jesus? He said, yes, of course. I led him to Christ. And immediately, peace was restored. Because, you know what? He was brought into a right standing with God. So the reason why the devil is chasing you is because most of the time you're not in right standing with God. Now how can you even be in right standing with God? By taking, in fact, take the word of God and align yourself with it. You become, if you are not aligning yourself with the word of God, then you're not in the right standing with God. Simple. Because if God is saying yes and you're saying no, you are, not, you are like this. You're not in the right standing. But when you align yourself with the word of God, then you, you become, you know, you're standing in one place. You become one with the Spirit. So the devil cannot see you. Praise God. And the, the third one that was given there is joy. Hallelujah. I love, you know, the last time Pastor talked about joy. I really prayed about this dimension. I said, God, I want to experience this every day. Not just, you know, when I'm praying in the Spirit. And the Holy in the, in, the, in the Spirit and all that. No, I just want to be joyful. Praise God. He said, "With joy." Isaiah chapter twelve, verse three. He said, "With joy we will draw water from the wells of what salvation." With joy we will draw water from the wells of salvation. Praise God. Now the Greek word for joy is Sarah. It's not S H, but it's C-H-A-R-A Sarah I, I was saying it's Kara No, but I went to Google pronunciation It said Sarah <laughs> Praise God Hallelujah So joy is a natural reaction To the work of God Whether promised or fulfilled Joy expresses God's kingdom Its influence on the earth Hallelujah So there are different manifestations, um, different ways um, joy can be manifested. Um, joy can be uh, manifested through deliverance. First Samuel 2 verse 1, but we're not going to go through that because of time. Joy can be manifested through salvation when somebody gives their life to Christ. They have joy. Hallelujah. You can also see a scripture in Luke chapter 15 verse 7. Joy of spiritual maturity, Second Corinthians chapter one, twenty-four, chapter two, verse three. Joy of the presence of God. I love this one so much. How many of us have experienced the joy of the Spirit? Just because the presence of God is around you, you there is just this joy that you are experiencing. Praise God. You can also see a scripture there in um, Psalms chapter sixteen, verse. 11. So, there are things we should do while reaching out for our inheritance. Praise God. Now, I want us to go back to the scripture in Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54 from verse 2. Isaiah 54. Can you put it up? 
Isaiah 54. So, I didn't say Psalm. I said Isaiah 54. Once have I spoken, Brother Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out to the curtains of your dwellings. He said, Do not spear. Lengthen the curtains and strengthen your sticks. Well, let me read from here because you can't really see that screen properly. So, for you will soon be busting at the seams. Busting at the seams. Do you know what the word seams? Do you know what it means? Who understand what? Who knows what the word seams means? Do you know? It's like where they sew two clothes together. He said there will be an opening. You know, just like you have this thread now. Open it. Hallelujah. He said, Your descendants will occupy other nations and will settle the ruined cities. Now, verse 4, because I really want to talk about this. One of the things three we're going to talk about is fear. Do not be afraid, because if you're afraid, you'll not be able to inherit the, you know, take up the inheritances God has kept to you. And another thing is, um, but let me not be faster than my shadow. So he said, do not be, he said, fear not, you will no longer live in shame. Don't be afraid, there is no more disgrace for you. You will no longer remember the shame of your youth and the sorrow of widowhood. That's right. He said, Your Creator will be your husband, the Lord of heaven's armies, for his name. He said, He is your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the, the God of all the earth. So, but I'm going to stop there. But later on, when you go home, please try and read Isaiah. This Isaiah 54. It's really, really packed. And you, you will really, really be blessed when you read this scripture. So, but one of the things I want to bring out in this place is in verse 4. He said, Fear not. Now, and the Bible said that in Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, He said, For God has not given us the spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and what? And sound mind. God has not given you the spirit of what? Fear. One of the things God did not give to us is what? The spirit of fear. But it gave us three things that can actually enable us to do it, enter into our inheritance. And these key three things are what? He said, one, power, love, and what? And sound mind. I've come to realize that you cannot do the work of God. You cannot take up your inheritance if you don't have power. There are some things you cannot enter into. He said, who wants to go and take something from um, um, an old man or something without doing what? A strong man without doing what? You know, defeating the strong man. That means you need power. The Bible said, Jacob wrestled with God. Hallelujah. You need power to enter into some certain things into your life. I have less than five minutes. Praise God. But I'm going to turn the fast. So the Bible said now in um, Ephesians chapter 3, 16 to 20, it said, I pray that out of this, out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with what? With power, through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in what? In love, may have another thing again, what's called power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know his love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God now to him who is able to do immeasurable more than all we ask or imagine according to who the power of God that is what that is working in us praise God to him be the glory and all that. Praise God. So because of time, let me just quickly move to the next one. So we need power to do it, to take up those things God has, you know, kept for us. 
if you if you must enter into your inheritance, God said you need power, and it's not your power. Praise God, it's Him that is He who who works in you. Praise God, He's the one who is going to empower you. He's the one who is going to energize you. He said, "I'm the one that gives the power to do what to make wealth." So there are wealth upon the earth. Uh, hallelujah! But it's not by your own strength that you can be able to make these things. But He will do what He will release strength, capacity in you to be able to do these things. Praise God. Now the next one is what the spirit of what. Um, next one I have here is the spirit of sound mind. He said, let this mind be in you that is in Christ. Hallelujah. We need a good a sound mind. Alright? The Bible says that a man thinketh in his heart. So you see, the reason why a lot of us have not been able to do what enter into our inheritance is because we do not have the right thoughts. We do not have the right mind. Our minds have been blinded. The Bible said the devil has blinded the eyes of what? Many. So there are a lot of things God has kept for believers. But because our eyes are blinded, our minds are blinded, we cannot see these things. So we don't even know what God kept for us. So when we are praying, we are just praying, asking God for little, little things. Why God has kept big things for you, but because you don't know that they are there, you ask for little things. The Bible said that the angels who came to sleep with um, the angels, people who came to sleep with the angels who came to see Lot, the Bible said the angels smote them and they became blind. They were poor. But they could not enter because they were blind. So we could be blinded in our mind and we may not be able to know what God kept for us. The Bible said Jesus met a man at Kadada. The reason why they called that man madman was because of what? His mind. And the Bible said when Jesus casted out the demon, he was restored to his what? To his right mind. Praise God. So there is a kind of mind God wants to give to you, the kind of mind that Joshua and Caleb has. Because the reason why the other ten people say we are like grasshoppers it was because of their mindset. Hallelujah. But God is going to be giving us the kind of mind He gave to Joshua. Even at the Caleb was saying, Give me nations, give me these cities. Hallelujah. What a man. Hallelujah. So, because of time, let me just quickly run to the next thing so that um, Pastor can come on. Hallelujah. But you can also go home to read Ephesians chapter 1 verse um, 17 to 20. But let me read it before we go. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom, revelation, so that you may know, know Him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the to which He has called you, the riches of His glorious inheritance in the saints. So when you go home, just read Isaiah chapter, um, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 to 20. And the last one, and I'm going to drop the mic, is the spirit of what? Love. Praise God. You need love to enter into your inheritance. Some of us, the reason why we've not been able to enter into the inheritances God has kept for us is because we don't love people. You know, Pastor shared, you know, his story, you know, that happened when he was working and people who ganged up against him. And instead of hating back, which is a normal thing for me to do, instead of hating back, he started loving, praying for them. Hallelujah. Returning a prayer of what? Love. That God will bless them. God will lift them. God will, you know? And before you know it, somebody from there did what? Also was the person God used to do what? To also bless him. So you see, some of the places God has kept for us, alright? If we don't love people, if we don't bless people, reach out to people, we may not be able to. You may be blessing the person that is going to save your life. I've heard a story where somebody blessed some people and this, later on somebody sent some of those hoodlums to go and kill this person. And they say, is this person that is always taking care of us so we cannot go and kill him? In fact, they came and told the man, I said, look, this is the person. Why? Because the man has been doing what? Showing love into, into the people. Praise God. So we must learn to show love out there. Praise God. And there's this, this scripture I want to share with us about love. is in 1 Corinthians verse 13, verse 
verse 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 8. He said, love never fails. Love fails. Even if everything fails. Um, Psalms chapter 91 verse 14. He said, the Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. Now, the reason why I will not be afraid when I go out there is because the Lord says, now I didn't say this, the Lord said this. He said, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. Let's be on our feet. Hallelujah. I will rescue those who love me. So the reason why if God sends you, go there and go and possess that inheritance. The reason why I know that they will not kill me is because I know what? I love the Lord. There are some things you need to know. So that when God asks you to do some certain things, you will not be afraid. There was something Joshua and Caleb knew. And when God told them, oh, they, they, they told them to go and spy out the land. And they were not afraid. Even if they knew, yes, physically they knew that the men were greater than them. They said, no, but we can take them. It's not because of them, but because of what who is with them. This evening, can you begin to say, Father, every small mindset that has limited me, let it leave me today. Give me the mindset needed to enter into my inheritance. Give me the right that I needed to enter into my inheritance. I want you to pray. Open your mouth and pray. You might be saying something, but if your mind is saying something else, you will not receive it. The Bible said a double-minded man cannot receive anything from God. Your eyes has to be one tonight. Your eyes has to be one. He said if your eyes is one, it will be full of light. If your eyes are single, it will be full of light. And lastly, we are going to pray. We are going to say, Father, empower me. Endure me with power. Endure me with power. There is something I want us to do. I am going to give us this small assignment. But please, create a consistent... I will say pray without season. Create a what? A consistent prayer life. And, and generate power. It's in the place of prayer that you generate power. You don't generate power because you... No. It's in the place of prayer and intercession. The Bible said, Tarry in Jerusalem. Tarry. What are they doing there? They are praying. Shekete kuparakata. Tarry in Jerusalem. Until you are endued with power. Until you are endued with power. If you want to change your life after you have taken the word, take that word into prayer and war and warfare like God commanded Timothy. Ask the Lord to endure with power tonight. It's not by power, it's not by strength, but by the Spirit of God. Ask the Lord. He said, Until now you have not asked. Say, Ask and you will receive. Ask Him. Ask Him. He's willing. He's able. It's all in our ball. It's all in our heart. That's why He sent the Holy Ghost. That's why Jesus. Jesus could not be effective until it, He was anointed. When the anointing came on Jesus, his ministry turned. You need the anointing. And what is the anointing? The Holy Ghost. And every believer has the anointing. Every believer is anointed. Every believer has the Holy Ghost. And because you already have the Holy Ghost, you have power. Now what you need to do is to activate that power because the Bible says He does not force His will on us, He makes us willing. Activate that power in you in prayer, in meditation, in prayer, in meditation, in studying the Word. Activate the power. Activate the power. Let the power go to work. You have a dominant, a dominant power inside you. That power is dormant until it is activated. 
You don't need any anything. No, you, you everything that God will do, He has already done. The ball is now in your court to begin to take what God has done and use it. The problem in our time is that we are waiting for something to happen from on the outside. No. You have to activate it. The Bible says, for out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. It's already in your belly. Let it flow. Let it flow. It's already in your belly. Let it flow. You are already empowered. Use your power. Use your power. Use your power. Use your power. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated briefly. Before we round up and go tonight, you know, just uh, taking from where uh, Pastor Sylvester stopped, can I tell you something? You have everything. Christianity is a full package. Are you listening to me? Christianity is a full package. The moment you give your life to Christ, you have full package. So it's not like they gave you half and then you have to also to get the other one. Because that is how sometimes people pay Christianity. So it's like God gave you small and then you have to now do some sacrifice so that you can get another one. No, it's a full package. When you give your life to Christ, the Holy Ghost that comes inside you is all you need. The Holy Ghost has it, every potential, free power. And that was why Jesus told his disciples, he said, I'm going away, but he said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I will send the Holy Ghost. He said, when the Spirit of God shall come, He will be my witness. So the Holy Ghost that is inside you is the power. Look, listen, Jesus could do no mighty works until the Holy Ghost came. When the Holy Ghost came upon Jesus, the Bible said that he, he, his, that was when his ministry really began. And that Holy Ghost is what makes you a believer. And you shall receive power after what? After what? The Holy shall come upon you. The Holy Ghost is the power. The power you need to function as a believer is the Holy Ghost. You see the problem? The problem is that the Holy Ghost does not force us. In fact, if you ask me sometimes, I used to feel like God just, just, just as, as in force all of us to do your will. <laughs> you are not understand. Why do you have to wait until we are the one that is going to, you know, be willing. Why not just make us? I used to pray that prayer as a young Christian. I said, Lord, force me. Make me. And I'm sure God will be laughing at you. I say, it doesn't work that way. You have to be willing. God cannot force you to pray. You have to pray. God cannot force you to evangelize. You have to evangelize. So God will work with your what your willingness. God will work with your willingness. You know why? Because He did not create in us. He created things and He gave us willpower. So you have the willing. So even when God is showing you what He wants to do, you can decide not to do what God wants. God is helpless. You will see the consequences of disobeying him. Hallelujah. It was Joshua that said, I present before you today life and death. He said, But for me and my house, we will what? We will choose life. Now, the power of choice is in you. You have the power of choice. It's what you choose. 
that you experience. What are you choosing? What are you choosing? That is what makes it. That's what differentiates it. Because that same power that the Bible said is the same spirit that be in Christ Jesus is also in us. That same spirit is able to do what? To put in our mortal body. But it requires us to allow the spirit. Hallelujah. So give the Holy Ghost allowance in your life. And you experience power. You begin to experience dimension. So how do I give the Holy Ghost allowance? Let Him lead. Seek Him. Ask Him. When you woke up this morning, did you ask the Holy Ghost to help you? Anytime you create that rapport with Him, anytime you, you, you acknowledge Him, you know, sometimes we wake up and we do things or we make decisions like it does not exist. Now, some people also go to the extreme where they don't do anything. They don't do anything and they say they are waiting. No. You see, when you give your life to Christ, you have the Holy Ghost inside you already. Now, that Holy Ghost, pay attention to him. He will speak to you. He will lead you. But the Holy Ghost cannot lead you outside the Word of God. The Word of God is the parameter which the Holy Ghost will lead you. So, you need to know the Word. When you know the word, you know what the Holy Ghost will tell you to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We will possess possession this month. In the name of Jesus Christ. Everything that God has promised you, you will not lose them. Are you hearing me? There is a prayer. That prayer is God. You know what you have before the foundation of the earth. You know what you have said I will become. Nothing can stop it. I align myself to become that thing you have planned for me. And I want us to stand up and pray that prayer. Lord, everything you have planned for me. It's not, the Bible said there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end leads to the social. So it's not about what you plan for yourself. into that place and say, Lord, that plan you have for me, it will be fulfilled in my life. It will not be denied me. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth and pray. The plan of God for my life will fulfill. The plan of God for my life will be fulfilled. If there is any way I have lost the track, if there is any way I have missed out, or I have taken the wrong turn. Lord, bring me back. Father, bring me back. Bring me back to a place of alignment. Bring me back to a place of alignment. Bring me back to a place of purpose. Pray, 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 pray. Bring me back, O God. I align myself only to your will. If by any decision of my own, I have taken the wrong step. Lord, I align. I come back to the place of your victory. To the place of your inheritance for me. The Bible said, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And I have appointed you to be my prophet. I have given you a purpose. There is a purpose. Declare, Lord, let your will be done. That purpose you have for my life. I will not miss out. I will not miss out in the purpose of God for my life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Every distraction be removed from me. I fulfill purpose. I live my life to the foolish. I live my life to the foolish. I fulfill purpose. Everything that has happened, everything that has happened that the enemy want to use to stop me, Maybe the enemy made you, you had an accident. Maybe the enemy made you, 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 you had a quarrel with someone. Maybe the enemy brought any kind of disruption in what God has planned for you. Begin to declare today, Lord, it will not stop me. Nothing will stop my plan. Nothing will stop the plan of God for my life. Nothing will stop what God has proposed for me. I enter into my inheritance I enter into my inheritance. I possess my possession. I possess my possession. I cannot be denied. I cannot be denied. 
I insist. I insist. I will not settle for less. I will not settle for low. Ah, I go higher. I enter into what God has planned for me. I will not settle for less. I refuse to take the little. I go into the plan that God has for me. The greater plan. Because the Bible said, I know the plan I have for you. The plan of good and not of evil. To, to give you a hope and a future. Ah, that hope and a future. That hope and that future. Ah, I embrace it. Refuse the present to hold me down. I refuse the things I have now to hold me down. I embrace the future. I embrace the future. I embrace the future. In the name of Jesus Christ. Receive your future. You know the scripture, Pastor Sylvester read today. He said, enlarge your tents. Enlarge your tents. He said, many are the children of the barren woman that he had. Listen, any time you see your life in a barren situation, is an opportunity for God to manifest. God, and God likes it when He sees people who are barren because He wants to make Himself known. God wants to turn your crisis to victory. So anybody who has crisis, rejoice! That's what He says. Rejoice, all barren! For many, God get excited when He sees crisis. Because he wants to turn that crisis for his glory. God will turn your sorrows into joy. Amen. He will turn your mourning into dancing. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. That is his specialty. That is his specialty. That's what he does. I declare that over your life. Today and forever. Every area of pain. God has turned it to joy. Every area of pain. God has turned into joy. Amen. Whatever is this in your life that is causing sorrow, today it has been turned around. Amen. It will now work in your favor. Amen. You will testify of the goodness of God Amen. in the land of the living. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. though it has tarried, behold, it will come to pass now. You will experience the heart of God. It no longer waits. Today is appointed time. Receive your victory now. Receive your victory now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Just lift your hands and begin to appreciate the Lord. Give Him glory. Give Him glory. Thank Him. It is done. He has done it. He has done it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. This is the evidence we have. That any time we ask of anything... We know you have done it already. Because we know you have done it already, we rejoice with joy unspeakable, full of glory, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, our God. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.